Y'all ready to be history? It's started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on-the-road voice recording. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars, George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to Austrian Audio, making passion heard, and Tribooth. Don't forget, for $200 off, use the code PAP200. Now, Senor Crack, or Senor Hack, has uh, <laughs> managed to uh, get into the Apollo, and uh, not at, in the back room everybody's darling, but uh, managed to uh, get uh, the... Oh, fucking hell, what am I talking about? <laughs> You lost me. Yeah, yeah. After and welcome to another episode. But yeah. Yeah. He managed to give it a transition. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think Holly did on the train. <laughs> what what did you do with the Apollo? Yeah, what did you do with the Apollo, George? What did you do with the Apollo, George? Yeah. Um, the I mean, are we going to have to talk to the police about what you did to the Apollo? <laughs> yeah. I heard back door in there yes. somewhere. That can't be good. <laughs> yeah. It's be the unspeakable. Yeah. Um, well, what I did was, I'm like, so if anybody's familiar with the Apollo, there's this thing called the IO matrix. And what the IO matrix essentially lets you do is rewire it to work the way you want it to work, right? So out of the box, it works the way Universal Audio wants it to work. And unfortunately, Universal Audio's way of it working is not the way that not every other software wants to work. Like, if you're trying to, to and I will name one specific product very clearly, because they're the ones that made me have to go through this, Zoom. Um, if you're having to use Zoom on a Mac, um, it has a peculiar way of dealing with multi-channel interfaces, which is... Is, Zoom, it, is that only on a Mac, or does it do it just across the board? It's not on Windows. This happens on Mac. Only Mac that. and Windows handle their audio drivers very differently, as uh, you're probably aware. Yeah. Um, but in the Mac side, it, what Zoom has chosen to do, I think, and they've done it out of an act of idiot-proofing Zoom, Yes, is it exactly. hears every channel, right? Every input. At the same time. And that includes the monitor mix, the mix that only you should hear. Right. <laughs> the listen, the the producer, you know, that's the mix for you and your speakers. That is sent back to Zoom, right? So it really creates a mess. Um, and not only that, the other problem with Zoom is Zoom will also ignore any um, changes you make to the system audio in the audio MIDI setup area. So again, for Mac people out there, there's a hidden place to play with your audio drivers that you probably may not know about called audio MIDI setup. You go in there, and then you can go into speaker assignments for your Apollo, and you can choose where playback or anything coming from the Mac will appear. So you can do that for everything. It works great. You can make you know YouTube show up on Virtual 3.4. Perfect. Right. Not Zoom. Zoom completely ignores that preference. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what special powers they have to sound <laughs> to access the drivers at a lower level. I don't know how they do it, but they ignore. But it only goes out one and two, right? It only goes out monitor left and right, and it's super yeah. irritating because the purpose of using Zoom most of the time is to be directed in our context is to be directed in a session and being recorded, and you're wearing headphones and you want to hear the Zoom caller, but it won't come right. out your damn headphones until you toggle the Q output setting from eight. It's a 
it's an annoying freaking kludge, right? It's really frustrating. So I decided, well, what if I just go into the IO matrix and just shut everything down, just shut it down. So I went through and I figured out, oh, if I click in the right spot, I can just literally turn off each channel and it just says offline. So I did that. I went through and I made every input and output just offline. But George, it was a multi-channel input. It was a multi-channel device. It was a multi-channel device. Not when I was done with it. So I basically turned the Apollo into a two-channel, two-mix device. So I made channel one, aux one input, and I made channel two, aux two input input and both of those are left by the way because the aux sends are stereo let me try to break that down for everybody because i think that <laughs> this is this is the tough to describe thing. i have pictures of this on the on uadforums.com and let me let me but, try yeah. let me try here okay so when you look at the io matrix of the apollo on one side it just has input one two three four five six seven eight however many channel 14 channels on this one this is a twin for, that has 14 right. and so Normally, the way they set it up is microphone input one is channel one and microphone input two is channel two. Right. And then eventually it breaks over into like the ADAT inputs right. for Speed channel three, four, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But when you look at the Apollo mixer, channel one of that mixer is always mic one. Channel right. two is always mic two. Right. The, the input on the mixer is not the same as the input that the device is saying is my input. <laughs> right. And and beyond that, the mixer has other functions, and this is going to blow everybody's mind. It has effectively what's called an output, an aux out, the aux end. Right. Um, on some Apollo mixers, it has two aux ends. So you can take that microphone and send it someplace else. But those are also virtual because right. those are happening internally. So those what George does. Yeah. So what George does is he basically tells the Apollo that it's input number one as far as the driver is concerned is actually the aux output from the console mixer. Right. And that's how he gets a bunch of mics into one, one, yeah. one. Like if you had a Mackie mixer sitting in front of you, this would be like taking a patch cable out of aux one output and plugging it into channel input one of your Mackie mixer. Right. So I'm, I'm rerouting <laughs> what's coming out aux one and I'm sending it into input channel one of the mixer. Right. right? That's what's happening. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so so then I did that for channel one, and I did that for channel two as well, so that we have two different channels with unique mixes, an aux one mix, stereo, and like two mix. Two mics or something, like U87 right. and 416. Now, or something. All, everything I'm describing right now is for using Zoom for typical voiceover purposes or maybe podcasting. So just a single mono audio signal into Zoom, period. Right. So now we've figured out how to get Zoom to listen to only what we want to send. So all I have to do is send whatever aux, whatever I want to send to it. I turn that aux send up. So I've got, cause there's analog. nothing else there, right? Cause there's just nothing else there. It's deaf. You can't hear any other channels cause they're dead. I cut them off. <laughs> aux two is still feeding zoom all the time, but when you're using zoom in mono, it ignores channel two, right? So it doesn't know it's there. So now we've got a dedicated mix for Zoom, finally. Now, it doesn't have to be just Zoom. You can use it for other stuff. You could send a mix to Source Connect. You could send a mix to really anything. But that's what I'm, I'm using it for in that case. So, so what's different in your original twist the Apollo mixer back into itself 
thing is that you're now killing all the other inputs. So when you click on Apollo on some device, like even say Source Connect, you only see one or two inputs. Well, that's a good question. I didn't even try. I didn't even look yet. So if I go to Source Connect, which I am in now, and I mouse down, I'm not going to change it because I don't want to mess up the show. I still see in Source Connect through 14, 14 channels of input. You yeah. do. So it kills the input on the inside. It kills the input to the driver, but the driver is still but there. But the driver is still there. Yeah. Yeah. So that keeps things from breaking. You know, like on the on the software side, it still sees everything normally. It doesn't know that I've done all these. It doesn't know I ripped all the cables out. <laughs> you know, and took it, taking it all apart. Right. So the funniest that, thing is is a, mm-hmm. is is UA's reaction. Well, okay, so yes. well, that's only half the story. <laughs> the other half, remember, Zoom is an idiot and won't play back through virtual channels. So the other half of the rewiring is I took channel one and channel two output and made them virtual one and two. So now monitor left and right no longer exists in the way it did before. Now monitor left and right shows up on the virtual channel one and two fader. So <laughs> I've really twisted go, the route. Go go over that one again. So, so took, normally when you play back anything through channel, you're, you're now one, on the right side of the matrix of the IO. This matrix. is the output I'm on the output side. side. Yeah, yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm on the right? output yeah. side. So now I've said instead of the default being monitor left is channel one, monitor right is channel two. If I look at my outputs here, there is no monitor left and right. It's gone. I blew it away. This doesn't exist. Now, monitor channel one and two now are virtual one and two. So anything that shows up on channel one and two, which is what almost everything is going to show up there, that's the first two channels. It goes to the monitor. It's going to show up on the mixer, the monitor mixer, uh, on the Apollo mixer, on virtual one, two. Right. So I've yep. rewired it so that monitors show up on a fader instead of on the main outputs. Yep. So... That fixed that problem now. So now I can get Zoom to show up on virtual one and two. Why is that so important? Mo- wait, 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 wait. So monitors show up on monitors, on, on inputs, not uh, not as outputs. Right. And it doesn't yeah. break your monitor outputs. But your analog that, monitor. That's what I was going to add. Ask. Yes, your, your, your analog monitor still goes out monitor hardware. That's right. One and the two. monitor yeah. left, right jacks on the rear, which go in your monitor speakers. In my case, that's what happens. But, but now it only monitors what comes from console. Which happens to be your output, your Mac, because that's one and two, which is virtual. Right. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit myself right now. I don't know if the monitor outputs on the Apollo are working. I didn't test those yet. They may not. Because you want to hear yourself, right? Well, they may not be working. I didn't I didn't test the line out the monitor out left and right on the Apollo to see if they're physically functioning. I have no idea if they're working. I might have cut them off. I don't know. I haven't used them with speakers yet. So that's hmm. another thing to that, that might be a problem for some people. That might be right? a problem for some people. Okay. But this is, again, a very unique <clears> use <throat> case. This is for all of us voice actor, podcaster kind of people. And now, so now we've rewired that. So now when I hit, you know, when I'm on a Zoom call, now Zoom shows up on a fader in the mixer where I want it to, instead of on the monitors. And now I can send that somewhere else. So what if I want to record it? I send it to Aux2. What if I want to hear it in my headphones? I send it to headphones. I can send Zoom where it needs to go, and now I have control over its outputs. I can send it anywhere I want. But Zoom does work with virtual faders. I know that we've had Zoom work with like Nexus and stuff. So what do you mean by Zoom doesn't output to virtual devices? 
so in order to get anything coming from anything except like pro audio software sees your pro audio hardware as a multi-channel device, right? Pro Tools sees all the channels. Logic sees all the channels. Even no, Twisted Zoom Wave. just wants to go out one and right. two. Even Twisted Wave sees all the channels, right? Yep. Source Connect sees mm-hmm. all the channels. Now, Chrome sees channel one and two in and channel one and two out. One and two out. Yep. Zoom, same. Only one and two in and one two out. Sometimes Zoom sees every input. Yeah, the difference is Zoom sees every channel, one through 14, all the time, right? Input. Input as inputs, and then it sees all, and then it feeds out to only the first two channels, which is monitor left and right. This is clear as mud, right? Explaining this over a podcast. <laughs> this is only Zoom if you're using an Apollo, right? Because I this is only the this is only valid to the hundreds of voice actors I've set up Apollos for. Yeah, yes. okay. Because I was yes. going to say I don't have that issue with Zoom, I, but then I've got Nexus, so that makes my life easy. Well, and and Zoom works with virtual devices too. Like I, I haven't seen Zoom network with virtual devices. That's what I was trying to drill down on. What well, if, if you go into on a modern Mac running, I'm on Big Sur, but if I set speakers in 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 audio MIDI setup as virtual one and two, so that anything system audio will show up on a virtual channel, Zoom on ignores that and it still shows up on monitor monitor channel. Oh, so so it only ignores the the Apollo virtual. It doesn't ignore the. Like another virtual driver, like sound. Oh sound no, it doesn't ignore like drivers. Yeah, yeah. It just okay, ignores yeah. that under that routing. The virtual, that we did the, the virtual in, driver of of console of of Apollo. Right, that's what I mean. It's yeah. such a peculiar thing, but it's unique to Zoom, and I ha- and I haven't seen any. We also else have do a little this. bit of trouble with that, though. There's like there's some situations where Source Connect will get upset being set a virtual output five and six and, or seven and eight. Yeah, and yeah. if you use that, and if you it'll crash it, yeah. and then you got to reinstall it's it. It's happened, but it doesn't seem to happen on the new Macs on the silicon. It's not as much, but every now and then someone floats through source uh, tech support with that, mm-hmm. and it's like man. So there's some very and, strange things happening, you know, at the lower level, at the lowest levels on the Apollo. And and Apollo drivers never worked with Chrome very well. Well, Windows, Either. they don't work at all. Like, if you're on Windows, yeah. Chrome cannot hear the Apollo. It's deaf. But can't hear it. Just if, no if I set the Apollo on my Mac Pro over here to um, to Zoom, it'll crash Zoom. Oh, really? That's weird. Yeah, I cannot use Zoom with my Apollo. That's interesting. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah, so this, this is a very unique hack for, uh, again, this is a very niche thing. It's really for people on Apollo, on a Mac, and having to use Zoom, which unfortunately is really mostly everybody. Almost everybody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but, and, but it is a loopback in Zoom, and Zoom doesn't officially have a loopback, so there's a loopback. Well, Zoom does have a loopback where you can do what's called a screen share and then say you can share computer sound. I'm oh, sorry, sorry, not, not Zoom, I'm sorry. The Apollo. Doesn't officially have a the loop. The Apollo back. does not have something dubbed a loop back. But this is a loop. But back. you have to make it yourself. This is a yeah. cook it yourself loop back. Right. Exactly. exactly. And that's what makes me crazy about the Apollo product and Universal is they are basically ignoring a massive user base and saying Because you're supposed to be recording like it's nineteen sixty. Right. Yeah. They want exactly. to they're thinking of everything as multi-track. I'm not saying that's yeah. wrong. And there's, of course, a massive audience and client base, and they, they're extremely successful selling this product. But there's still a massive user base that is using Apollo for non-multi-track production. The credit to it, though, is that you can turn the Apollo into all kinds of knots. Yes, you can. And they give you the power to hang yourself. Yeah. You just hope that... 
<laughs> you hope that you know whoever's helping you along. Will, a lot of will walk you I think it. a lot of people hang themselves with the Apollo. Personally, I think oh, yeah. it, I think it is I think it is a great tool, extremely flexible. I mean, I think I feel like it took me three months until I really felt like I knew it, and then it took another year until I felt like I had like total command of it. I can't explain why it took so long until I was like. Oh yeah, I get it. Like not a problem at all. Mm-hmm. I understand it. Like you can explain it without having it in front of yeah. you, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And but it is extremely easy to get like fucked up with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like lack of any other word for yeah. it. And well, you can get yeah. very this frustrated. Is, the problem is you're taking a device that has a functionality essentially of a mixing console that has two aux ends, pre or pre fader. You know, two buses, a monitor output, EQ, channel strips, everything. If you had a physical analog board that did this function, it would be massive. It would be three feet deep, two feet deep. It'd be the size of two channels of a, you know, a Neve or an SSL console, right? But they're, they're baking, they're shrunk, they've shrunk it down into this virtualized thing. Just because it's software and it's tiny doesn't mean it's any less complicated. There's still, a lot going on, routing wise, busing wise, and everything else. But they got rid of they got rid of one thing. If you think about it, think about a board, and you've got the fader, you got your input, your aux ends, you got your EQ. Maybe you have a dynamic section, mm-hmm. and then you have the routing at the top of the channel. That's right. There is no routing, right? Because that's what you're messing with now, right? You're basically Those saying push like, buttons. This microphone goes to like yes. track one or track a classic five. Big big frame console could have up to twenty four. Buses. Bus buttons at the top of each channel strip, right? Yeah, and you and you don't have that in the Apollo, and that's kind of what you just switched around. You're yes. like, this channel is now going to show up on this input. That's actually the best the way deck. to probably translate it to people that know analog. It's it's I rebust everything. Yeah. Now, if, if you use Pro Tools, and I know some of you do, this is totally familiar because in Pro Tools you can go to I/O setup and you can get in there and go to the bus section. And have have your way with Pro Tools. I mean, you can do the same thing. You can completely decide what goes where. You can give it a name, and it's totally. Well, Pro flexible. Tools is even better because you can just like be like, "I want another one. Give me another." Yeah, you one. can give keep duplicating. That, Whereas Apollo just gives you a set number. Uh, it really bugs me that it gives you two sets of virtuals. That's it. Um, yeah, and it only gives you two aux ends and two mo- two Q sends. Well, you got to go right? up to the bigger ones to get the cues. You get two aux oh, ends, a headphone, and a line. Three, four. You got to go oh. up to the bigger brothers to get. I've seen some that have two Q sets. Yes, you got to go up to the yeah. rack mounted ones. But if really you want more virtuals, you got to go to the. I think it's the Twin X, which has more DSP, and then you then you can have I think up to four virtual pairs. I think is what it is. So, you know, it's relying on internal DSP, and they let you throw money at it. You want more routing, you pay more for DSP. And you yeah. go up and up and up in price as you add more. It's a familiar model. Yes. Yeah. It's very- <laughs> so, so do you know the other interface company that has incredible power and we don't talk about them at all? Is Merging. Oh, no. I've never talked about Merging. But they have some fucking great stuff. Really? Excuse my French. They do. Okay. Yeah, they have, they have some really powerful desktop. Are they current? Are they still producing product? Very current. Okay, uh, they're the just kind of on our very anim- high end. Animal, they're they're actually very expensive. Yeah. they're very broadcast. And what's their one? It'd be worth checking out. Actually, oh, checking it out um, right now. Oh yeah, an- no, I analog think, animod or something. No, I, I think um, um, my buddies over at Studio Bricks 
um, Guillermo, the owner, this is what he has. He yeah, it's it's it. it's much bigger in European circles, I'd yeah. say. Oof. It's true. Yeah, it's 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 expensive. Twenty five. It looks like an Apollo twin, but it's twenty five hundred bucks U.S. Yeah, but <laughs> but I I think it's even more like it's way more configurable. Yeah, it's way yeah. more powerful. It's got and full surround sound, like touch screen, blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay, merging. All right. Well, that that's for someone that. Well, I guess who's that for? Very much broadcast. It's made in Switzerland. Because merging gets into like, yeah, merging gets into, you know, AES 67, which is sort of like open source Dante in a way. DSD uh, 256. DSD, extremely high quality. 384 kilohertz. They make their own DAW, which is Pyramix. Yeah. Oh, um, that's Pyramix. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is super PC. So who's buying Actually, this? I think finally who's, they have. Who's buying this? Broadcasters, really? I think. I think broadcasters and and really like high end like some people that are kind of into like the apogees and the antelopes they'll see this as this like is a, the next step or in that realm of like you know really good converters yeah yeah wow I would say I'm like people doing like classical amazing. live classical yes yes recordings you know DSD stuff that's going to go to analog but but I'll bet I'll bet you anything their their uh, interface would I mean it's twenty five hundred bucks is the problem yeah. But besides that, I think it'd probably do quite a bit. Yeah, I I, I haven't looked at it for that you know sole reason. I, as as expensive as the Apollo seems when you compare it to the Scarlet, it's actually a pretty good value expensive. when you compare yeah. it to the next things up the food chain, like the RME and the and the and the merging and the metric halos and all that stuff. They they're, they're another whole level up. Yeah. Yep, they are. Yeah, that, they are. Mm, that merging looks really interesting. Probably. So, yeah, really sit in the same sort of area as the RME. Doesn't have a lot of physical mm-hmm. ins and outs. I mean, it's I, only, I, I think yeah. they're I think they're a little bit above RME to be honest. Like yeah. RME is well, yeah. pricing wise, it is, but pricing wise, they are for sure. And RME is not cheap. No, it's not. So, yeah, but I tell you what, they're made in Switzerland, so hopefully the clocking is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd expect the best yeah, clocks they're, ever. They're, it's, yeah. it's, it's like a nagra. Yeah. yeah. Well, cuckoo pops out every time you uh, hit the record button. If if all that I just said, you're going, damn it! I wish I could see what the heck he's talking about. Just go over to uadforum.com, and there's a sub forum now that I'm the admin for called Voiceover Podcasting and Live Streaming. And I have and breaking Apollos. Yeah, and it's all about <laughs> using Apollos for <laughs> for this stuff. And you'll see my threads about it over there. It's called solving the Zoom problem. But if you need it sort of dumbed down a bit, just talk to Julian Krauss. I, I think what's so funny is like you solved the problem for them, and then, and then Apollo's like, "No, it's like I just fixed your problem." Like I I know there's actors who have dropped the Apollo. Oh, absolutely. I've convinced because, people to get rid of it. Yeah. I've got to be honest. I, I, I'm, an, I'm an Apollo virgin. I, I don't know anything about Apollos, but I mm-hmm. had a look at the screenshots of that. And, and even I was sort of scratching my head going, that just looks more difficult than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. The Apollo is very much like having a mixer on the side. Is pretty much what it's like. Mm-hmm. like yeah. the, I, I think it's like... But it's if you have an old school twenty four channel mix, mixer going into and getting returns from a twenty four in twenty four out. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um, but if you're if you're a voiceover dude, what do you want the Apollo for? Because they want a virtual version of what you're doing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the appeal. It's the same voiceover people that think that they need a Mackie sixteen oh four or the Mackie fourteen oh two and the Mackie twelve oh two crowd. There's there's a certain voiceover type 
that I don't know they they got their setup from either I think radio people or also me 15 years ago more in the video. <laughs> yeah. but, but George, you know what I'm talking about like the 1402. Yeah, of I've set them and you up. Have the, like the ISDN and your CD player and your DAT Absolutely. player. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's like I think they're looking for the digital version of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've got some clients who are gripping, you know, clinging on to that way of doing things, but I have others who have, you know, let me kind of evolve their studios and move away from that. But it's just kind of a matter of people physically want to touch a fader to turn their mic up and down, physically touch yeah. this to turn this up and down, or see it, yeah, see it, yeah. See it being like yeah. on board. Yeah. yeah, here's a question for you though, George, because you would see so many home setups. What is the most popular preamp interface? The Apollo, the Scarlet, the Scarlet, the Scarlet. It just yeah, because of the, the sheer numbers of people that are like, well, I have a Scarlet two i two and a Rode NT one a. If I could, you know, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, the Scarlet. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it kind of won the. You know, it's funny because the AI one is too expensive compared to the Scarlet. So when you're looking at stuff, why would I get an AI one compared to a Scarlet? The Scarlet's maybe physically bigger, but it seems to have more facilities than the AI one. Scarlet's gone through two revisions too. It's on a Gen 3, yep. you know, revision. It, it has a solid driver. It's simple, yeah. but it sounds good. It just sort of, it hit enough of the boxes that it just did and it's super red. well. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, hey, red. Right? Well, you, you know, Apogee, does, Apogee doesn't want to be left behind. Did you see their new one? No. Is it red? It's called <laughs> Boom. And guess what color it is? It's not red. Red. It's not, it's not purple? It's not blue. Yes, it's purple. Oh, that's Apogee. Yeah. The whole chassis is purple anno. It's a purple anodized, and I love yeah. purple anodized. I have several mountain bikes with purple anodized parts on them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I saw that thing, and I was like, $300? Okay, hmm, let me see. $300, one mic preamp. It's essentially, it takes the place of the Apogee One, which was just a mm-hmm. one mic input. Yeah, It's sort of the new version of that, you know, with a new form factor. No more, right. no more stupid breakout cable and... It's, and and how solid how solid does that feel compared to like it seems to me the persona stuff doesn't seem doesn't feel as solid it's like more plasticky the persona seems more on the Behringer side of things you know than the, I I was not recommending anything personas for a long time until I got the Revelator and its physical build quality is quite good is because good? all the buttons are membrane you know they're soft buttons and then the knob is feels reasonably good and the the only knob on the front. Are they wiggly? Is it like you feel like you're like wiggling the whole PCB board with the knob? Yeah, if you do or what those it... guys on YouTube do and push it back and forth hard, <laughs> it has a little bit of movement, yeah. But um, you don't notice it when you're using it day to day. And yeah, for what it is, it's... Uh, What's it and pre- do you feel like the preamp is like just as... I mean, they are all the same chip, right? You think about it, a Scarlet... And like our Claret preamp. I, I swear I watched um, Julian Krauss do a, a review be. of one of these, and it didn't have great review. Didn't have well. Great the Sirius Sirius would be the converter chip in it, the, right? Right, AMD. which is a good converter right. chip. But also um, the preamps are usually just like some you know typical the same TL. What is it like? Yeah, nine ninety eight. I forget the, the numbers, but just it's it's the same chip. Right. Right. You know? Watch. That's what's great about Julian Krause's stuff. Yeah, it's dry and it's very analytical, but you get to start seeing like, oh, it's that chip again. Oh, it's that chip again. Yeah. A lot of them are. A lot of them are exactly the same. It's the same preamp chip. It's the same AKM converter or maybe a serious converter. Mm-hmm. And 
their software is different. Like the the features in the front panel are different, right. but it's theirs to mess up. I, I forget who I was talking to. Um, someone was looking at a uh, um, a piece of gear, and he knew circuits, and he's like. Their preamp is the example preamp from like that's dia that's chips. When you buy the chip and they give you like example circuits, like here's a preamp. Like just stick a, a oh. ca- capacitor between these two legs, or like uh-huh. do, do these two things in a variable potentiometer on these two legs, and you got a preamp. And yeah. like that was the preamp in some interface. <laughs> <laughs> like they just took the example one and went like, okay, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> make it variable gain. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I it's hard to find something that can do even if you don't like the way it does it, it's hard to find something that does everything that the Apollo does and at that price point. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a market leader. It's going to be for a while. Um there's more expensive, less capable, but also more expensive, more high fidelity devices. There's things with arguably better drivers there's things that are simpler and cheaper and easier it's just this weird middle ground thing that mostly is not that is pretty awesome at many things and can you do to total mix what you is is total mix as flexible as the apollo in the i don't know because i don't own one i've only had to set it up for people and kind of muddle my way through it but I, i i don't know uh I mean, it seems like it's got a lot of similarities. Yeah, Total Mix, you can get in. You can you can certainly, yeah. you know, do some hack jobs on Total Mix because we did one here. Yeah. Because it had an issue with, um, once we put the splitter in, I've got, uh, you know, the analog channel, so I've got the four preamps coming in. And if you hit mute, the way it actually works is bizarre because it doesn't actually mute going in. I don't know where it mutes, but it doesn't mute going in. So if you've got preamps turned on you have open up one you have three on mute all four are live right which was that's, that's the way the apollo is too you can mute them on the console but they're still live to the software. that's because the, yeah. the the preamp goes almost directly Straight into the, the ad converter yeah through the inserts and that's about it so that is what's that's what gets in people's way here's another hack i came up with this morning talking to jeff cohen for entirely too long about the revelator because he bought one on my recommendation he was like, you know, it's really annoying. It has a mute button on the front of the unit, but it doesn't mute the mic. I'm like, no, it mutes the speakers. He's like, well, why doesn't it mute the mic? That's what I want to be able to mute is the mic. <laughs> yes. And so we literally came up with a, a hack and <laughs> we came up with a way to do it because it has preset buttons on the front. Yeah. So I came up with a preset that loads the expander, the gate with the threshold at minus or at zero. Yeah. And the range at minus whatever infinity just cuts was. it off. Yeah. So when you press preset like this, it off, yeah, kills it. Yeah, yeah that's and very clever. I turn it back on again. It just it all it's doing is recalling a, a preset for the yeah, gate. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it doesn't click. It doesn't pop. It doesn't do anything. And uh, it's a total hack. Like, well, if it clicked, you could change the attack time and it sort that out anyway, right? Right. I mean, can you hear this thing? I turn it on and off. No, no, it's perfect. Yeah, no. because perfect. it probably has just a little bit of a ramp in, so it yeah. does nicely yeah. cut it down. It doesn't cut it short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's just yeah. pressing the preset button, and you can set it so that you're toggling between preset one and two. So preset one is what you're hearing. 
hear is me it, and I just toggle back you, and forth. Yeah. Can you yeah. make it momentary? That's not Source Connect dropping out, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, yeah. you can't make it. That's right. <laughs> That'd be sweet if you could make it momentary. It'd be like a talkback switch hack. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's not momentary. It's honor. It's you're you're toggling between two states. Yeah, I, I understand. Two preamps, presets. Yeah. But I was really I pat myself on the back. I thought that was a cool hack. I was yeah, like, oh, it's a great hack. A single yeah. push button on and off. There you go. Yep. Lovely. It only took me three hours. <laughs> uh, the difference is you give that to personas and they'll go, thank you. you yeah, exactly. Can I just say my tip from listening to all that being the Apollo Virgin is just fucking take the opportunity, go get the 20% off Nexus that's happening at Source Elements now. And just <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it is a really useful piece of software. I, I think one of the biggest issues with Nexus is people don't know what it is. Yeah, I would agree. And that's if they knew what it was and they're working in a commercial studio, man, they'd be snapping it up. Well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite. With thanks to Trimove. And Austrian Audio. Recorded using Source Connect. Edited by Andrew Peters. And mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging. With tech support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say g'day, drop us a note at our website. Theproaudiosuite.com.